What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. With all the craziness going on right now, at least once per day, I'm getting a DM on Twitter or Instagram or an email asking me what I think about gold, Bitcoin, and the future of the currency market as a whole. So in today's video, I'm not gonna give you my opinion, I'm just gonna hopefully, from an unbiased perspective, lay out some facts for you to take in and then let you use that as ammunition to make better decisions going forward with. Today, I had a plan to start this video, but it kind of got changed when this morning, there was breaking news that the Small Business Rescue Loan Program ran out of money. The $349 billion limit was reached. Now, some businesses did get loans, but a lot of businesses did not. So what does that mean? Well, the government's going to go back to the Fed, they did today, and they're going to ask for more money. Now that, we're going to talk about in a second. But before we get into that, I want you to kind of think through something here with me. Throughout history, as we've seen civilizations rise and fall, and you can do your research on this, right? The Romans, the Ottoman Empire, something that has also changed with those great civilizations has been the currency. And over the last, I'd say, couple hundred years, there's only been one constant throughout, and that's gold. So when people ask me about gold, the idea is very, very simple to me. While things do change, the dollar may change, and we might go to a digital coin, we'll talk about that too, things might change, for sure. Gold, to me, seems like a very logical place to park your money. Now, I'm not the only one saying that. If you look, this is an interview with Frank Holmes. He's the CEO of an asset management firm called US Global Investors. They're based in Texas, and what he said was we still have really negative interest rates, and that bodes extremely well for gold. So I think we can see gold get to 2700 like palladium was last year. It could be 5000 it could be 10000 He said, I don't know when the money printing stops, but it could, like I said, reach 10000 just to get the global economy back on track. So what he's saying is that as they print more money, the value in gold is going to go up, and the value of our dollars is going to go down. That's called hyperinflation. Well, it's inflation, but at this rate, because it's so fast, that's hyperinflation. What happens when that occurs? In my opinion, two things. The people of that country, normally the poorer people, they perish. And then a new currency comes into play. So that kind of leads me into thinking about Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency stuff, only because our federal government is talking about a digital dollar. Again, an article here, I'm gonna link all of this below, but this was posted today. Two Democrats proposed an idea called the Automatic Boost to Communities Act. This idea, and this is a quote from this article, under the ABC Act, Congress would authorize the Fed to create Fed accounts, meaning digital dollar wallets, which would allow us, citizens and businesses located in the country, to access financial services. So basically creating an entire new marketplace for business to be done based on these Fed accounts that are going to be filled with what are they going to call it? I don't know. U.S. coins? I don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? Who knows what they're going to try to do? But to me, that throws flags. Only because the idea of cryptocurrency is to take government out of it. It's to decentralize it for the most part, right? That's why people love the idea of it. It's private. So to have the Fed controlling it, that doesn't seem like it's the same thing as a cryptocurrency. That just seems like we're taking cash and making it digital and still letting the Fed control everything. And then they can still make the decisions that they want to create monetary policy. And of course, that's worked. It's created one of the most amazing civilizations, economies here in the United States 
ever throughout history, right? But at some point, things do change. And I think that's going to be in our lifetime. However, while the dollar may change, I think we can take advantage of that as traders and investors because we're thinking and we're trying to plan for that. So with this talk of this digital dollar and with the talk of gold potentially going to 5,000, 10,000, that one article was just one of many. And I'm again, I'm not even in it that deep and I'm hearing a lot of people talk about gold going up. With all of that happening, I think it's really, really important to realize what people do when a digital coin gets introduced into their society. So I did some research and found another article here. This is from Cointelegraph.com. Here they looked at what happened when Venezuela introduced the Petro coin, which was hopefully going to replace the Bolivar because the government, which is corrupt, just started printing Bolivar for whatever they needed it to do. And that devalued it for the average person like you and me. So then they came out with this petrol coin that wasn't tied to the Bolivar. It was tied to their natural resources and their oil in the country and things like that. Well, people still didn't love that idea. People actually turned to Bitcoin instead because it's decentralized. You can see here in the article, after a three-week skid in weekly volume, local Bitcoins trade actively between Bitcoin and the Bolivar have rebounded back above $3.4 million in the last two weeks. So a lot of transactions have been done in Venezuela over the last month or so, this article is a couple days old. The point being, people turned away from the government-controlled cryptocurrency. So don't buy the idea that this digital dollar from the Fed is the end-all be-all and where you should be parking your money and that the Fed's going to be fine. They're going to convert my bank account at Wells Fargo to, you know, Fed coins and I'm going to be great. That sounds like a game and you're letting them control it. They have a hand in the pocket. So to me, just flags. So take that for what it be, what it may be. A couple other things just to look at right now, if we take a look at the chart, gold on the monthly chart, you can see highs of the year, really highs since 2013, new highs since 2013 at 1718 right now at the time I'm making this video. Bitcoin just today crossed back over 7,000. I think that you're looking at a market here on Bitcoin that you could see an aged market, almost like a fast forwarded version here on gold, right? Gold at the time in 2007 was a newer market to the spot traders. Here, Bitcoin, this became a newer market to the spot traders just in 2015. So I think you're seeing, in this case, markets that are just getting started. There's just so much potential to the upside for them that it's really hard to say that they're not long-term investments. It's hard to say which one is the right one, but to diversify yourself into some Bitcoin and some cryptocurrency and some gold and get yourself out of US dollars only seems logical to me because they're printing so much of it. If they continue to print at this rate, and let's just say this goes on for three more months where businesses are not getting enough money, people are still stuck at home, they're still having to cut checks, at what point do they have to give you then more checks because the dollars they just gave you two months ago are not worth what they were two years ago and now you can't pay your bills, or a year ago and now you can't pay your bills. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's important to not trust, really in my opinion, anybody. You have to diversify yourself in knowledge and in order to build wealth. So for people my age, especially, and younger listening, don't be scared of what the mainstream media labels Bitcoin and gold and everything like that. Because if you look at history, gold has never seen an extended period of time where it's lost value. Now there's been cycles in its market. And again, it wasn't always free floating. It used to be pinned to the dollar. When it's been free floating, you've now just let it go to open market, you'd think. I mean, some people will say it's manipulated. I'm not going to talk about that. But you let it go to open, mar open market in the spot market, and you'd think that the average individual trader would let it do what it's meant to do. If it's 
seen as a long-term long-term store of value, people are going to drive that price higher. And that's why throughout history, the price of gold has gone up. It isn't just because we've printed more dollars. That doesn't directly mean that gold is going to go higher. In fact, when we print more dollars and gold goes up, we then actually sometimes see this contraction on gold after the fact. If you look, for example, after gold hit its high in 2012, 1657, right? The year after that, we dropped down to 1204, two years later down to 1000. And now, five years later, rebounding from 1000 back up towards those 2012, 2013, or 2011 levels. But that contraction took place after all the rise on gold through the recession of 2007, 8, 9, and into 10, really, as we rebounded. Gold just surged there because people wanted out of the dollar and into other assets. And now with this situation being different than 2008, because we have 22 million people now unemployed, and this is a virus, not bankers being greedy. This is just way different. They had interest rates then that the Fed could play with. They can't do that now anymore, right? So here, where gold contracted after the fact, I don't know if that's going to happen this time. And I don't know if Bitcoin's going to contract. As big money, way bigger than me, institutional money, needs to move dollars elsewhere, they're going to go to cryptocurrency and they're going to go to commodities. That seems to be very clear in the investment community that that's what they're going to do right now. Now, the average person that doesn't watch my videos and doesn't pay attention to finance and doesn't care, they're going to know about this when it's on CNBC and it's too late to move into gold. They're just, they're going to be late. That's the herd. I'm hoping that the information I'm sharing with you here just gets you thinking, maybe I should go do some research on how I can go buy some gold. Or maybe how do I go get some Bitcoin so I can hold it for the long term safely. Well, I'm actually going to be making some videos on those two topics coming up in the next few weeks as I start to dip my toe into that stuff because I don't want to give away my information and what I'm doing exactly, but I want to show you guys my process of how I'm a beginner investor into these markets that I think are 40, 50, 60 year investments. Crypto to me, that is a 60 year investment. There's no way in 60 years we're not way more digital than we are now, if not full digital, right? Think about again, the iPhone. This was not that long ago that this just came out. The internet itself, retail forex trading just started 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So you have to understand how much time we're talking about here. And now because of what technology does, how everything grows faster as time goes on and grows smaller, you have to realize we're just going to go even faster. These prices are just going to rise in my opinion, even faster. So I think you'll see gold over 2000, probably by the end of the year. And I think you could see Bitcoin back over 10,000 by the end of the year, no problem. For the long term, what's going to happen next year? I don't know. Do we go into another, you know, dip in gold for a few years? I'm not sure when we come out of this virus, but I know in the long term, gold has never been a bad investment to diversify into and new markets. Like if you had gotten into crypto when it first started, that would have been a great idea. New markets like that don't tend to just shut off and go to zero, right? So if you can get in at the right time and have a long enough time frame invested, you can really build yourself a solid foundation of wealth. And that's what I'm trying to do. And like I said, I just want to share that information with you guys to hopefully get you thinking about how you can do the same. So think about these things. Think about why the government's trying to start a digital dollar, why they want to control everything and why it's just now getting to the party that they're thinking about this digital thing when crypto has been around for years, right? It's probably not the case. They've been building this for a while. They're just waiting to roll it out, in my opinion. And then past that, think about gold. How many people always are saying, I don't need gold, I need stocks. I don't need gold, I need stocks. I don't need gold, I need stocks. How many people think that? Go back 20 years, 
the top 10 companies in market cap 20 years ago, most of them don't even exist anymore. So how do you know you're picking a stock for the long term? Well, I'm gonna buy an ETF. How do you know the company that supports your ETF isn't gonna go under? Well, the gold that you buy and keep in a safe or the gold that you store in a PO box somewhere or in a storage facility, that's a little bit different. It's actually diversifying your income, protecting your income and possibly making you money while everybody else panics because their dollars are worth nothing and eggs are $45, fruit is $85. You know what I'm saying? Having those other assets is gonna be valuable to us in the long run if we can slowly start to dip our feet into the right ones. And for me, stocks are not the answer, especially right now. Everybody says, well, we're gonna bounce, we're gonna bounce, we'll come back. Right, we're gonna dead cat bounce and fall even lower. And I don't know if we come back into a bull market like we always have after two and a half years or so on average. I don't know if that's what happens. Why, just because it's happened before, does that mean everybody thinks it's gonna happen again? That's one of those fallacies that I know we shouldn't fall for as traders. So to wrap up the video, I wanna just explain how this is gonna impact us as active traders in the market. Whether we're trading Bitcoin, whether we're trading currencies like Euro USD like we trade now, or whether we're trading commodities like gold, silver, corn, it doesn't matter. As traders with technical skills and some fundamental skills too, but not a deep knowledge there because we don't really know what's going on. No one does. With solid technical skills, I think you can trade any market. So the future of currencies is unknown, but I know it's a lot harder to lose the euro than it is to lose Apple. Companies go... Yeah, companies go out of business way faster than we lose currencies. That shows throughout history too. So to say these currency exchange rates are gonna go to zero is foolish. They don't go to zero. As long as those two currencies exist, the exchange rate just moves. That's why trading this market is way different than stocks. Your stock could go to zero overnight. If it gaps and something happens, some news release, Trump said it's the worst company and boom, it's at zero. That doesn't happen here. So if you have good technical skills, we're just taking advantage of the volatility that these crazy, crazy events cause on the active side, and then I'm looking with my trading skill at these other investments for good prices to buy them for the long term, as a not a swing trade, but as an investment. So I hope that this video provides you just with a little information on where I think the future of currencies are going. Like I said, I do believe in gold. I do believe it has value to keep our dollars safe if we ever stay on dollars for the long period of time, which I don't think we will. And I also think crypto is the future. Everything is going digital. Everything is leaning into these computers. Why would money not? Why would we use cash? It's outdated, it doesn't make sense. And you can send money all over the world digitally a lot faster than you can with green paper bills that mean nothing. Thank you for listening to today's money. If you wanna check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.